All right, everybody. It is that time. Welcome to Legacy City Church. Yeah. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good night. I was washed from the inside. I was washed from the inside. All right, you guys. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's good to see y'all. I really anticipate something good is going to happen this evening. Don't know where y'all are at with, with everything in your day right now. Well, I know where some of you are at because you live in the same house with me, but that's okay. You know, we're humans. Did you know that? Did you, last time you looked in the mirror, did you, did you realize... Do you realize I'm a human? I am a human, and I come wired with, with a brain and with emotions, with a spirit, like a body and a soul and a spirit. And, and all, all of the stuff, all of the stuff that goes on in our own personal world, and then as the circles get bigger and all around in our, our own, our, the whole world, from the outside all the way to the innermost parts of our person, personal space, stuff happens. That's the nice way of saying it. Stuff <laughs> happens. Things happen. We have the good, and we have the bad, and we have the ugly. It was a good movie. I used to like Clint Eastwood back in the old days. Anyway, I do the little whistle right now. But, but, but the reality is we're, we're humans, and God knows how we are made. He knows that we are just basically dust of the earth that he has pulled together into a human body made in his image and he has breathed a kiss of life into your body he formed you he brought you to life and he 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 released inside of you dreams dreams and purpose and destiny and then he brought you into this world packaged with all of this all of this good purpose all of this this holy intention, knowing that there was an enemy in this world, knowing that there would be forces that would come against you. But there's nothing in our God, there's nothing in the creator of your being that was one bit concerned or worried about if you would make it. He was not worried that you would get knocked off the course and taken out before your time you know, I don't think there's anything in our God that is hopeless or worrisome. He's good. And we come together this evening on that foundation that God is good. Right, guys? He is good. The Lord is good, and his love endures forever. He's so good. He's so trustworthy. We are able to come to him with all of our weaknesses, all of our, our failures, all of our successes, and we get to just lay it all at his feet. And he, he takes us just as we are. And he pulls us, <laughs> I'm trying not to get emotional, he pulls us close to his heart because that's the kind of daddy he is. i got to hold myself together. So I'll close my eyes for a second. Okay. Thank you, Lord. No, that wouldn't be good right now. <laughs> he, he pulls us close to his heart because he's a good father. And he wants to take his sons and daughters. That's you guys. That's me. He wants to take us. And he wants to encourage us. Encourage. He wants to fill you with courage. He wants to fill you with strength and purpose. And he wants to speak over you and me today, this evening, identity, who he says you are, who he says you are to him, and how important that is to him, that you know who you are. See, it's important to me as a dad, when I see my sons and daughters, I need them to know who they are. They, they are Alcorn kids. They are deeply, preciously loved sons and daughters of a mom and dad. <laughs> shouldn't have looked at her. <laughs> this is dangerous. 
I don't know where I can look in the room right now, other than I'll just look at the screen. <laughs> Knowing how I feel about my own kids, and when, whenever one of my own children is struggling, the, the father heart inside of me wants to just pull them close, wants them to, to be free of any weight that would make them less than walking in freedom and joy in who they are and who their purpose is in this life. So I believe God's going to do something tonight. I believe that he wants to break some things off of us. I believe he wants to shift some things inside of our thinking, inside of our spirit. I believe that he wants to release life and strength and healing into your physical body even. I mean, hey, physical healing, that is the ultimate, like, awesome thing to have happen because we don't really function well when our physical bodies aren't functioning well, right? Makes us kind of cranky. If my back hurts, then my mouth's going to show it probably. My attitude might show it. So physical healing is important, but even more so the way I, I think when I, I need healing, we need healing in the way we think. We need God to restore our soul. He's a good shepherd. He restores our soul. He brings life and light into our minds. He brings us into alignment with, with how he sees things, with how he thinks. So he's going to do something awesome tonight. And I'm going to just kind of slide right out of that whole pre-sermon there. Again, I want to welcome everyone. We have Wednesday night this week. Um, well, not this week, but Wednesday nights we've been going through the strengthen yourself in the Lord. How fitting for all of us, you know, we all need strengthening in the Lord. How to release the hidden power of God in your life. It's a really awesome series by Bill Johnson. Uh, I know that everyone that's been here has gotten some really good stuff out of it. Um, so this is what you'll learn. You'll learn how to encourage yourself. You need to know how to encourage yourself. I do. I do. I mean, I love to get with you guys and worship Jesus together, and that encourages me a lot. But sometimes when I'm just by myself, I need to know how to encourage myself because, you know, Stinking thinking that just kind of comes in. How to overcome seriously bad days. How to stay connected to your destiny. How to access heaven's open door. And, important, how to disarm hell with thanksgiving. We're getting ready to do that right now. So why don't you guys stand up. Let's do a little disarming of hell with a, a, with a, <laughs> stuttering, with a spirit of thanksgiving. You know, the Bible says that we can come into his courts with praise. We can enter his, his courts with thanksgiving. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. We come into his courts with praise. Gates, courts, you know, one's the opening door and the other's the place. Thanksgiving and praise, that's what we need. You'll get there. So if you can grab hold of, of a spirit inside of you of thanksgiving and praise, God wants to pull you and me right into his throne room tonight. The Father God wants to pull us right close to his heart so that he can speak over you, his affection, his love, how he sees you. He, can, he wants to release strength and encouragement into your physical body, into your soul. He wants to release his goodness over you today. So Father, we thank you for your great plan and your great will for each one of us in this room. We thank you, Lord. God, we come to worship you tonight. We come through the access point of the blood of Jesus, the one who is the new and living way, the one who, who sacrificed his body on the cross to make a way for us to enter into the most holy place. So we come, Lord. We come by the blood of Jesus. We come with thanksgiving and praise in our hearts for what our great king has done for us. In Jesus, we want to honor you. We want to worship you in this place this evening. We want to exalt the name of Jesus and build a throne with our praises that you would come and rest on our worship tonight. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you now to come and flood this room. Come and flood this place. Flood the temples. Each one of our bodies is a temple of your spirit. We say, Holy Spirit, come and rush through us tonight. Flood the temple with your glory, Lord. Flood our bodies with your life and your light and your glory. In Jesus' name. Let's just pray in the spirit. Can we do that? We're going to jump into worship. Just pray in the spirit. Or if you don't have a spiritual language, just pray in English.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Father God, we praise you. We give you glory, honor, and praise, Lord God. Lord God, I just thank you for your son, Jesus, Lord God. Glory, 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 Lord God. By his blood, we are healed. By his blood, we are cleansed. By his blood, we are made holy, holy, Lord God. Just to be in your presence, Lord God. By his blood, oh, glory, glory, glory. Lord God, we just, we just praise your name. Father God, you are holy. You are holy. Father God, you are holy, Lord God. And I thank you in Jesus' name, Father God, for the Holy Spirit that you gave us. That Jesus had to leave so the Spirit could come, Lord God. Oh, he'll never leave me when he's inside me, Lord God. I know that you made your dwelling inside me, Lord God. Oh, glory, Lord God. Lord God, I just thank you, Lord God, for building that temple inside of me, Lord God. Lord God, I just thank you, Lord. Lord, I, I give you all. I surrender all, Lord God. I surrender to you, Lord God. I surrender my body, my soul, my spirit to you, Lord God. Oh, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for just building your temple inside me. Lord, wherever I go, there you are, Lord God. There you are, Lord God. Oh, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. Lord, I just thank you because of your spirit. Your spirit gives me your thoughts, Lord God. Gives me your eyes, Lord God. Lord God, gives me your wisdom, Lord God. Because of your spirit, Lord God, I praise your holy name. I surrender all to you, Holy Spirit. I give you it all, Holy Spirit. You run me. You do your will in me. Oh, I just come to you on bended knees. And thank you, Lord God. Glory, glory, glory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And we just thank you, Lord, for all things, great and small. I thank you every day, Lord. We praise you. Glorify Lord, I thank you for the body, Lord God, the body of Christ, Lord God, this gathering, Lord God. Oh, Lord, we just praise you. We give you glory. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh. Time for communion. <laughs> partake the, the Lord was showing me that um, there's some areas of unbelief I think that that's in this room that we all are partnering with and we're starting to see some signs of growth okay there you've seen some new signs of growth that you haven't seen before with your family with your generations with jobs in your city just hopes and dreams that you didn't you didn't have before they were hard for you to war for and you're starting to see those little sprigs of life but the Lord wants to do more so before we take the elements here 
that we're gonna we're gonna partake of and, and believe for the full resurrection power of the cross individually but also for our whole families for our cities for our marriages this encompasses all of that for your future your destiny so if you're comfortable I would like us to and if you're not comfortable you don't have to repeat after me but can we just um, renounce unbelief before we take the elements so I think the Lord's going to release something tonight through communion and through the message. So let's just do that. So you can repeat after me if you want to. Okay. In Jesus' name, I renounce the spirit of unbelief. I repent for any area known or unknown where I have partnered with unbelief in Jesus name and I pick up the shield of faith to quench every fiery dart that comes against me and the plans Jesus has for me in Jesus name alright can we pull the slide up for communion I think we're ready now so as we read this Think about those areas, healing in your body, keep pressing in for that. Healing in your families, keep pressing in for that. Generational blessings over generational curses, keep pressing in for that. Your kids, your grandkids, keep pressing in for that. That's what this counts for. This is real, the real manifestation of the power of the cross, resurrection power, over every family in this house. All right. So you guys want to uh, say this along with us? Father, I long to encounter you in a tangible way today as I hold the elements of communion in my hands. Help me to be physically, mentally, and spiritually aware of your presence. This is your body broken for me. So we'll take the body first. The Bible says it's by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes you were healed every area of your body every area of your soul every area of your spirit every area so now as we get ready to take the cup just imagine the blood of jesus is over your family line he's over your name your household the mercy seat triumphs over judgment so lord we just declare your name and the power of your blood over our names in jesus name so this is your blood poured out for me Thank you, Jesus. We'll take the cup. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. Thank you, Lord. Actually, can we blow the shofar again? Let's just do that again. Thank you, Lord. You understand?
so good. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, wow, wow. I'm not going to dive right into the teaching yet, guys. I just I want to take a minute. I, I look at time and I'm thinking, oh, this message. I really believe the Lord wants us to go into this message. It's one of our kingdom core values for this church. And I promised once a month we would, we would hit one of them. And this particular one is probably one of my favorites. I'm just going to put it up there, but I'm, I'm going to detour for a minute before we go into it. So these are the... <clears throat> I don't know, a dozen or so, uh, kingdom culture values that we embrace as a house. And today, I felt the Lord just, just blessing and putting a grace on the topic of Jesus empowers supernatural ministry. The first time I heard that, that value, they called it this, releasing the supernatural. Releasing the supernatural. <clears throat> Jesus said, believe in me, so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. I had so many pictures I could have used. There was the flamethrower, but then it's like, well, this is rivers of living water, not fire. But you know what? The Holy Spirit, when he comes and he moves and he's, he flows out of you, it might feel like a river of living water to the person you're laying hands on, to the atmosphere you're walking into and shifting. It might feel like fire when the presence of God is released out of your innermost being as you're laying hands on somebody. We've heard it described in so many ways when the tangible manifestation of the Spirit of God comes upon a person, comes upon a believer. And it's not just for you to have it to come upon you. For you, it's for you to release. It's for you to give away. It is for you. There's a measure of it that's for you. I believe that Father God wants to grace you and me with the, the promise. He called it the promise, and he gave us the promise. It's the promise, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is in us for our salvation to guarantee our inheritance when we cross over from this life into the next. But he comes upon us to do ministry. He comes upon us to release supernatural ministry upon those around us. It might be your spouse. It might be your sons and daughters. It might be your brothers, sons, your nephews, your nieces. It might be aunts and uncles. It might be in-laws. We've, we've probably hit the whole gambit. We've laid hands on different people and offered to pray, and we didn't know the Lord was going to move in certain ways. But he came, and he always comes. Whether you feel it or not, the presence of the Lord moves with, from within you out of you. Actually, I feel like we're on a flow now, so I'm going to hold on to this. But I, I want to I do some body ministry tonight. There's a scripture. Does that sound weird? You raised your eyebrows like body ministry. <laughs> body as in the body of Christ. Um, and and I've, I was just looking at the scripture from Song of Solomon, not the one that we read during prayer. because I got a little bit whacked when I was reading that one. But this is more from, uh, let me just read. I'm going to read this. Read a scripture. If you don't know, have the Passion Translation or if you don't know where to find it online, there is, there is a website that has multiple tons of versions and then the Passion's on there. I love this particular version because Song of Songs or Song of Solomon is a, is a book of the Bible given to, to newlyweds. It's given to the young men and the young women that are going to get married so that they know how to have romance. But how many of you know that no, nothing in Scripture does not... Nothing in Scripture is missing Jesus in it. Jesus is on every page of the Bible. Some places he's hidden in there. Some places it's like full on, like we read last week about Isaiah 53. By my stripes, by his stripes, we are healed. You know, they cast lot for his clothes. We read that in Psalm 22. They pierced his hands and his feet. They gave him something for his, his thirst. It was, those are clear pictures of Jesus. And some of these are, are more mysterious pictures, but in Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, in the Passion Translation, starting at verse five, it says this. It's titled, The Bridegroom King. Who could that be? Who's your bridegroom king, church? It's Jesus. So this is what the bridegroom king says. Who is this one? 
She arises out of her desert, clinging to her beloved. When I awakened you under the apple tree, you were, as you were feasting upon me, I awakened your innermost being with travail of birth as you longed for more of me. As you longed for more of me. Let me read that again. I awakened your innermost being with travail of birth as you longed for more of me. Do you want more of him? I can't get enough. He says, fasten me upon your heart. Just put your hand on your heart tonight. Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. That's the cry of your heart tonight. That you would cry out for him, that he would fasten himself as a seal of fire on your heart forever. That you would burn. You would burn with passion for King Jesus. This living, consuming flame will seal you as a prisoner of love. My prisoner of love. My passion is stronger than the chains of death and the grave all-consuming as the very flashes of fire from the burning heart of God. Place this fierce, unrelenting fire over your entire being. At the end of the night, we're going to do that. We're going to pray for one another that we would be the ones who would place His fire, His fierce, unrelenting fire over the entireness of our being. Rivers of pain and persecution they will never extinguish this flame. Endless floods will be unable to quench this raging fire that burns within you. Nothing will quench this fire. Everything will be consumed. It will stop at nothing. It will stop at nothing. As you yield everything to this furious fire until it won't even seem to you like a sacrifice anymore. Do you want to get to that place in your life where when you yield everything to the Lord, it's not even a sacrifice? When you say no to the pleasures of the flesh, when you say no to that sin, when you say no to that opportunity to engage in gossip, or hear the, the scuttlebutt that someone wants to, to whisper into your ear, and you're just like, it's not even a sacrifice. You're like, no, no sin, no devil, not today, as the t-shirt says. That's the fire that he wants to put inside of you and me, and he wants to cover us in that fire. This life, this church, this, this walk with Jesus, this reason why we're here today is all because of him. It's for him, and it's through him, and it's back to him. This life is meant to burn for Jesus. It's meant to burn for God. He's placed a seal over your heart. He's placed his fire in your heart. It's the promise. He's given you and me the promise. It's the Holy Spirit himself. God himself is in that temple. That is a holy place. John can tell you about that. God messed him up good in the kitchen when he was doing dishes. The moment he said that this is a holy place, the Holy Spirit was like, Phew, told him, you are. You're the temple. You're the holy place. And he whacked him good with laughter, tears. I don't remember what you said. Tears, both. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And he, doesn't, he does not want to stay bottled up inside of you. He does not want to stay bottled up inside of you. <laughs> Look at your face. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This place gets a little, little lighthearted and laughy sometimes, but if you can't handle that, heaven's going to be really uncomfortable because there's going to be a lot of joy. Third of the kingdom is joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Okay, so if you don't believe me that the Holy Spirit is in you to be released out of you, and I didn't say this part, but he, not only does he want to be released out of you, just to like get out because he can't stand being inside. No, that's, that's, that's not what I was saying. He loves being inside you because he loves you with an everlasting... <laughs> I can't do this. Tammy, take over. What happened? Am I having an estrogen surge or something? <laughs> he loves you with an everlasting love, guys. You need to know it like you know it like you know it. 
Oscar, you need to know that you are loved by the creator with an everlasting love. I'll get him crying, then I'll stop. Then I'll, then I'll help me. The Lang family, you are loved with an everlasting love. And his love is for you. It is so for you and it's so for me. But does, he doesn't want it to stop there. He wants you to experience the height and the depth and the width and the length of his love to a measure where your roots are so deep down in it that you are being filled. Your roots are, are sucking up the nutrients of the love of God and the Holy Spirit. And it is, it is coming up and filling your entire being and it's producing fruit and it wants to be released out of you, out of your personality, out of your mouth, out of your touch. They will know we are Christians by our holiness, by our piety, by our prayer life, our Bible reading habits. You know, they will know we're Christians by our love. We can't have the one without the other. So let's look at some scripture. Jesus said, I tell you this timeless truth. If it's timeless, what does that mean? Is it for today? <laughs> can't look at you. <laughs> the person who follows me in faith, believing in me, that's everyone in this room, they will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with the Father. What an awesome place Jesus is at right now. He's right there next to Papa, right next to Daddy God. And you and I are gonna be there someday. We're gonna be there someday. We're actually there now because we're seated with him right now. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. Well, we sing it tonight. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. It's the chain-breaking name. It's the name where healing comes from. Salvation is found in no other name given to man under heaven or on the earth or under the earth. It's at the name of Jesus. Every knee is going to bow. Every knee. Even George Soros. He's going to bow to the name of Jesus. Even Hitler. He's going to bow to the name of Jesus. Every knee. And tongue will confess that Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, you are Lord, you are master of all creation. But if we ask anything in his name, he said he will do it. And that is how Jesus, the son, will show what the father is really like. <laughs> when miracles happen through you and me, we're showing people what the father is like. That's why we need to do it in love. If we're going to lay hands on someone, we need to come in the Father's love so we can reveal the Father's heart. We'll reveal what the Father is really like and bring glory to Him. Not to me, not to you. We'll bring glory to Him. We're the vessel. We're the hose. He wants to flow through the hose. He wants to flow through the pipeline. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. It's true. And there's a lot of different obstacles. There's a lot of different reasons why we don't see the promise that Jesus gave us right here happen. Probably 99.9% .9 of it is unbelief, even though we believe. Sometimes we're unbelieving believers. As the man said to Jesus, help me in my unbelief. I believe. Help me in my unbelief. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but... The Word of God tells us, I think it's 2 Timothy 2.7. I have it on here somewhere. It says, uh, Paul said, the anointing that you received, it remains. It remains. You have an anointing that you receive from the Lord. You, you have the Holy Spirit, a measure of the Holy Spirit living in you. He sealed you. He's in you. How much Holy Spirit does it take to heal somebody's body? or to break a demonic stronghold. How much Holy Spirit? Just a, just a mustard seed of your faith can release the power of the Holy Spirit for a miracle to break through. Okay, let's move on here. He said to them, as you go into all the world, this is Mark 16, as you go into all the world, Preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe the good news 
will be condemned. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in my name, in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. You worry about someone poisoning your food, the food at the grocery store? Spraying the produce with the, vac the, the virus or something? or what? Anyway. Well, I've heard it all. You guys have probably heard it all too. There's a lot of things. If you listened and believed everything that you were told, you would be a basket case. Amen? Okay. That's why it's important for you and me to know who lives inside of you, the, the spirit of truth. And when the spirit of truth comes, he will remind you of everything Jesus says. And he will speak to you and he will tell you what's true. Do I need to be afraid to eat that food? Heck no. I, I give thanks for everything and I eat it. Paul talked about that when it comes to food sacrifice to idols. Hell has no authority over you and me unless we open the door and give it to them, give it to the enemy. But that's not who we are, right? So they will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous, and they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. They won't just lay their hands and say, oh God, I hope you come through. God, please heal this person. No, Jesus said, go. You go and heal people. Heal the sick. Do what Jesus... We need to do the works that Jesus did, right? Jesus said, greater works than these you will do because I'm going to the Father. If Jesus took a, a woman by the hand and rebuked that fever, he spoke to that fever. He rebuked it. He's like, fever, get out of her now. And it left, like flew off. Was it a demon or was it just some virus? Probably the same, you know, comes from the same place. We know viruses are not from God, right? Okay, just want to clear the air with that one. You and I can do the same thing. We can speak to that mountain. We can speak to that virus. We can rebuke that fever. We can rebuke that sickness, that pain. And as we exercise the muscle of faith, we're going to see breakthrough happen. We're going to see a release of the kingdom of heaven from within you, out of you, into that situation. Boy, must be doing good tonight. <laughs> All right. We couldn't have a message tonight without some Bill Johnson quotes, so here we go. This comes from his book, When Heaven Invades Earth. I know my dad's reading it. We have some copies over there. It's probably one of, it's probably Bill's uh, keystone book. If you, have, if you don't have it, if you haven't read it, you should probably, um, I would encourage you to get a copy of it. It's really good stuff. If you aren't a reader like some of us in the room, like me, you can get an audio version of it. So I like to listen to stuff all day long. But this is what Bill says. In the same way that Jesus revealed the Father's heart to Israel, so the church, and take this home with you, the church is to be a manifestation of the Father's heart to the world. You and I have a very huge privilege to represent, to represent the Father's heart to this world to your family members, to your neighbors, to yourself, to your coworkers, right, Judy? <laughs> rat. We, rat. we razz each other, we can do that. You're, they're all like, what's he talking about? Forget about it. <laughs> we are carriers of his presence. It's a holy place right there. Doers of his will. Giving what we have received releases him into situations previously held in the grip of darkness. This is our responsibility and privilege. When you walk into a dark place, I'm not saying you should just purposefully go into every dark place you can and do this. We need to be people that are led by the Spirit of God. We need to do what Jesus did. We need to be led by the Spirit of God and go where the Father tells us to go. We don't just open up the phone book and say, ah, there's the first occult bookstore, let's go there first. See what happens. But we've taught our kids and we've taught, we've, we've just practiced this simple little thing many times over the years of going into places or laying hands on someone who needs something broken off their body like sickness or healing needs to happen in a broken place. We tell them as they lay hands on, turn your sprinklers on. Turn your sprinkler on. You can say, turn your fire hose on. 
we could say release the Holy Spirit, but for the kids it helped, I think, to say just turn your sprinkler on, just, just let that, there is no junior Holy Spirit, right guys? Same Holy Spirit that mom and dad have, you guys have too. So when you lay your hands on someone, you just release the presence of God. You're just doing it by faith. It's not a mental gymnastic. You might picture it. I don't know. Um, you might just speak a declaration of it as you're doing it. I release the presence of God right now. I, I mean, just watch this. Just, this is an example. <laughs> Holy Spirit. Full fire of God, come. Fire of God, I release the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. Fill, fill, fill. Now, he likes this, so that's why I picked him, okay? I'm telling you guys, you all can do the same thing. All of you, you all are ministers, royal priests of God Most High. You have the same hope. I can't look at you. I'm not even doing anything. Oh, you look like your eyes are still red. So It's an emotional night tonight. <laughs> You can release the, the presence of God. You can release. All Kyle has to do right now is lay hands on his daughters and say, I bless you. In the, if you want to do it, you can. But all he has to say is, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I release the joy of the Lord. I'm, I'm not asking you to do it, but it's just an example. Everyone in this room has the same Holy Spirit, I hope. And <laughs> do you have the same one? No, we won't go there. I'm pretty confident that everyone in here has the same Holy Spirit. And he loves to flow through you. And he, he wants you and I to get comfortable and familiar with how he moves. He wants to move through us. Did I read all of that? Yes. Okay. Matthew 6.33 says, Jesus said, So above all, above everything in life. This is a challenge, really. Above everything, constantly seek God's kingdom. What is his kingdom? His kingdom is it's the king's domain. It's the rule and the reign of the king. It's the government of King Jesus coming in in a greater measure. Do you think when Jesus returns in his fullness and his glory with all the angels and all the saints and he establishes his kingdom on the earth, like the final installation of his kingdom, the completeness of it? I know we are doing that now. We get to do that now. But when it comes, is there going to be any unrighteousness, any brokenness, any sickness? any sadness, no. It's all going to be gone. So when we seek God's kingdom, the, the king's domain, and his righteousness, that brings in, that ushers in that reality. Whatever we are seeking after, whatever we are thirsting and hungering for, whatever we are fixated on, that's what we will have flowing in our lives and through us. Colossians 3, 1 through 3 in the English Standard Version says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. People used to say, you can't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Pretty sure that came from hell. And I used to believe that. I used to think, well, yeah, you can't be like just lofty all the time. No, I don't think you're gonna have a problem being grounded to the earth while you're heavenly minded. As long as you're walking on it, as long as you're surrounded by humans, you're not going to have a problem. But it's about our mindset. What is our mindset? We get to choose every day our mindset. So let's continue here. Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're dead. <laughs> you died. <clears throat> So if, if, if you and I died, then how are we still living and breathing and talking right now? Okay, we, we died to our old self. Before Christ, your, your old you, the pre-born again you, has been crucified with Christ. You are, that's a dead man. The old Scotty, who was uh, 20 years old, living for the devil, died. He's dead. He's a dead man. The dead man and the dead woman that you once were would like to resurrect itself occasionally. So the Bible tells us you need to reckon that thing dead every day. Consider, depending on what version of the Bible, reckon that sinful nature, that old dead person, dead. Yeah. And 
also recognize or consider yourself alive right now in Christ. So you are born again. You are a new creation, right? Okay, so set your minds on things above, for not on things that are for you have died, and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. Okay, another Bill Johnson quote. This is good stuff. As you can tell, I really love Bill Johnson. As Chris Vallotton jokes around about this, he, when he really realized that Bill was his spiritual father, and he went on a retreat with him overnight somewhere, and he slept in the same uh, room or whatever, and they had you know, their cots, and he could hear Bill praying in his sleep. He's, he heard him say, I love you, Jesus. Love you, Jesus. As he got up and walked past him to go to the bathroom, he heard him saying, I love you, Jesus. And he came home, and he told his wife, Kathy, I'm in love with a man. <laughs> That's Chris. Chris. Chris has a covenant relationship with Bill. He loves the man. And if you get to know Bill personally, I mean, as even the video, you can tell he's just, he's got a Jesus heart. So I'm sure he can make you mad. Yeah. Sure, he's made people mad. I won't give any examples. I know one example, but I won't tell you guys right, right now. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, okay. Bill, from his book, Faith Anchored, so this is an, I haven't read this book, it sounds like a really good one. Faith Anchored in the Unseen. We sang about it tonight. You're the wind in my sails, you're the anchor. Anchor in the waves, he is my God. Yeah, that's the song. May the king of my heart be the wind inside my sails, be the anchor all my days fire in my veins. Anyway, yeah, he's, I can't, I'm messing it up, but our anchor, what we anchor our, our hope in, it goes beyond the earthly, the earthly realm, and it pierces the veil of heaven, and it goes into the most holy place where Jesus is seated right now. Your faith is like an anchor holding you fast to Jesus. So, faith, it anchors us in the unseen. It takes us right into the heavenly realm. This is good. I'll be, I better read it before I re use up all the time. Releasing the supernatural is more than just about experiencing a realm that we cannot see. Experiences are good, right? But that's not what it's all about. It is about walking in the faith and understanding that our role on this planet is to release our experience and faith to others. Our role on this planet is to release our experience and faith to others. All around Bethel, the students read it. You owe the world an encounter. It's not just because they're Bethel students. That's all of us, all Christians. We, you and I, we owe the world an encounter with the presence of God. Whatever that might look like, it might just be so simple and you might not even realize they're getting touched but you start talking to them and they start crying, right, Chris? They start weeping as you're sharing your heart and you're like, oh my goodness, did I break them? No, it's the presence of God. It's they're having an encounter with part of the, the face of the Father. You're revealing the Father's heart and they're getting touched by it. As God releases the supernatural in our lives, we have the honor of releasing the supernatural to the world around us, right? You're just consider, keep thinking of yourself as a pipeline. It comes in from your vertical relationship with God, your intimacy with God. His presence and power comes in through you to go out of you vertically or horizontally to others. His power exists to bear witness to another realm. You want to be a witness? What are you going to be a witness of? Are you going to be a witness of your own testimony? Well, that's, that's part of your witness. But, but another part of your witness is to, to bring in to a person's experience face-to-face -face with them an encounter with another realm, the presence of God flowing through you to them, a realm that as believers we should know how to access. That's why this is so important. That's why I feel so passionate about this, this topic. I I've, want, I've probably highlighted this one over the years a lot more than other things. Um, it's just so important because we can, we can forget who we are. We can forget how God wants to flow through us. We can forget why we get hands laid on us. Yeah, we, we need healing. We need encouragement. But there's, there's more to it. We need, 
we need wholeness to come into us so that we can be wholeness releasers. I need healing to come into my body so I can release healing to people. What you've received, you can freely give away. You can't give away what you don't have. Here's some more. So how do we walk in the supernatural? How do we gain access to this unseen reality? It's through faith. We were praying it tonight before we started the meeting. I was asking God to unlock our minds, to unlock. I feel like we have these treasure chests filled with supernatural kingdom treasure. And all that needs to happen is it needs to be unlocked. Faith will unlock the treasure. Our believing, like God, I believe, help me in my unbelief. This is awesome. Faith is the mirror, okay? So think of faith as a mirror. Faith is the mirror of the heart that reflects the realities of an unseen world. Does your heart reflect, does, do you carry within your heart the realities of an unseen world? Your faith is gonna act like a mirror and shine that outward. The actual substance of the kingdom. Through the prayer of faith, we are able to pull the reality of his world into this one. I love it in some of the worship times past at Bethel, um, usually it's Brian, he sings it. He would just start as the worship was just spontaneous. He'd say, pull down heaven with your praise. Pull down heaven with your praise. There's something about the, the realm of heaven that comes down. It, I don't know if it's from up there and down or if it's just like right here and we lean into it. Heaven is all around us. I don't understand all the dimensions. I'm not a, like one of those physicists, scientists, whatever those people are that know all the dimension stuff. Someone probably has a good name for what they are, but there are so many dimensions and we've, we barely understand them. We just know most of what we experience, right? The kingdom of heaven is real. That realm of the spirit is real. Angels are real. Demons are real too. The throne room of God is a real place. Heaven is real. Heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom of heaven. Okay, I need to get moving faster here. So that's the function of faith. Through the prayer of faith, we are able to pull the reality of his world into this one. That is the function of faith. Faith has its anchor in the unseen realm. It lives from the invisible towards the visible. Faith actualizes what it realizes. Faith provides eyes for the heart. And it continues on. To encourage us in our capacity to see, Jesus gave specific instructions. We read these verses. Seek first the kingdom of God. Paul taught, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. He also stated, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. The Bible instructs us to turn our attention toward the invisible. We are a people of faith, living from the unseen towards what is seen. Herein lies the secret to the supernatural realm that we want restored to the church. Jesus told us that he only did what he saw his father do. Such an insight is vital for those who want more. We all want more. We want more of God. We want more of the experiences of, of the supernatural kingdom realm to break into our lives. We want to be able to lay hands on people and know that that headache's going to go immediately, right? We want to pray for that cancer and, and not pray for the cancer. We want to pray that that cancer is removed in the name of Jesus. And then they go get a, a x-ray or whatever and it's gone. Like if Jesus was in the room, that's exactly what would happen, right? Well, Jesus is in the room. So the blockage is between our ears somewhere. There, there's a blockage somewhere. <clears throat> now we shouldn't beat ourselves up. And you know sometimes when things don't happen, we don't see the kingdom released. We just have to put it in that box called mystery. We've, Bill talked about that on Wednesday night. Mystery is that place. We don't question God's goodness. We don't uh, beat ourselves up and walk in guilt and shame, right? That was part of the teaching, uh, shame and, and guilt, yeah. So we don't blame the goodness of God. We don't blame ourselves. We just keep pressing forward. We just keep on asking. We keep on pressing. Ask, seek, knock, and the door will be open. Sometimes we just got to keep pressing in. We got to exercise the muscles of faith. 
Hebrews 5.14 says, But solid food is for the mature, whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. That's the Passion Version. In the NIV it says, Who by constant use have trained themselves. The more we use our faith, the more we step out in faith and try, try to use our faith to release the kingdom of heaven into a situation, the stronger we're going to get at it. We're going to train ourselves. I don't go into the gym one day and lift 200 pounds. I don't even know what I lift, but anyway, I don't know what Ethan lifts, but we didn't just walk in the first day and start bench pressing heavy weights. No, we start out with lighter weights and we work our way up. Your body feels the pain, you feel the stretching, and then you get stronger and stronger, and then you go to another level. I believe it's like that in the spirit. We just step out in, in measures of faith. Some people get saved and they have such a radical encounter with the presence of God that their faith levels are like way up here. Like where some people walk with Jesus for 50 years and, and they, they just can't get there. Something happens in the encounter. Something happens through revelation. We get a revelation of who is in us, what his power is for. Okay, so did I read all that? Ah, yeah, my constant use. So, if then you have been raised with Christ, so this is Colossians 3, 1 through 3. We already read that earlier. For you died and your life is hidden in Christ. So then we'll skip on. Wendy Backland. This is a good one. Now, if you don't know who Wendy Backland is, it's okay. Her husband, Steve, wrote the book Declarations and a ton of other books, but we don't have every book of every author in this place, or we'd be a bookstore, right? Um, but Wendy... She is an encounter-driven woman. There should be a book called The Encounter-Driven Life, right? Like Rick Warren has The Purpose-Driven Life. So yeah, The Encounter-Driven Life. Graham, Graham Cook says that God has, God has intended for you and I to experience thousands of encounters with him. Like one encounter for a lifetime is not enough. You were born to walk in intimacy with God and experience encounters with him over and over. Some of them might be unusual and bizarre like driving in your car, right, Dad? And seeing lights around the ceiling. No, he wasn't having a drug reaction. He's having a supernatural encounter with the Lord. I've heard of uh, James Maloney. Well, I'll have a quote from James Maloney. You probably don't know who he is. He's, he's gone on to be with the Lord. He had cancer. Um, he had an experience where he was laying on his bed and lights like a square around his ceiling of his bedroom began to flash and it opened up and he was caught up into an experience, an encounter with the presence of God. You can read uh, Bill Johnson's book, Face-to-Face uh, -face with God. He talks about his encounter at three o'clock in the morning where the electricity of God was jolting him and he thought, God, if this doesn't stop, I might die. But he said, but whatever you wanna do with me, Lord, I will, and he saw himself as this was happening, walking among the, the people of Reading, going into restaurants that he loves and around people that he respects, but he was doing this jolting and shaking, and God was, God was driving out the fear of man. He was removing that fear, and he's like, whatever, whatever you have to do, I will live for this. I will live to bring people into an encounter with you. So, Wendy Backlund says, seeing the unseen book, whatever we value, we'll see more of it. How many of you have car shopped? You've looked for certain brand of car, certain model make, and then all of a sudden, everywhere you drive, you see it, okay? Let that be a little hint to you. Whatever you value, whatever you seek after, you're gonna see more of it. If, if we begin to value the spirit realm, we will see more of it. We need to train our minds to be aware of what we cannot see. Let that sink in. You and I, I gotta train my mind to be aware of what I can't see around me. Pretty sure there's probably an angel right here. And they're probably all around each one of you because you all have your own guardian angels. I can't see them. I don't know if it's a little tiny orb or a giant guy with a sword and a shield. But if I become more aware of the protectors that God has sent to keep watch over me and over you, I probably will have a, less, a lot less anxiety about my safety and your safety, right? Not that we shouldn't, we shouldn't be careless, shouldn't just be presumptuous, but we should become more aware of the realm of heaven around us. 
even though we may not be able to see, hear, or feel initially, we believe because the word says the supernatural is present. Feed yourselves on the supernatural. Some of you feed yourselves on, on videos, on training. Some of you feed yourselves on books. Some of you feed yourselves on conferences. That's probably one of our favorite things to do is go to a conference and, and just get more of what God has for us. There's, you can encounter God just in your own quiet time while you're in the shower, lifting up worship. You can pull down heaven with your worship between you and God. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was in my early 20s in my living room by myself with Petra Praise playing on the CD player way before MP3s, had my Bible out on the ottoman, and I was worshiping Jesus, and I felt wind coming down upon my head. And I knew I had never felt that before. There was not a fan going in the room. I knew it was the presence of God. As I was singing this song, take me into the Holy of Holies. And I, I just, I broke. I knew the Lord's presence in a, in a new way. You and I can encounter him all the time. Now I, it's easy for me to encounter the presence of God as I work and as I deliver mail. All I have to do is begin to worship. I just lift up my love. I don't even have to do that even. You don't have to do anything special and unique, but it's something that you can grow into experiencing his presence. Feed yourselves. Should have highlighted that and underlined it. Feed yourselves on the supernatural. Man, it's getting late fast. I'm going to start reading fast and clicking away. If you get, maybe I should save some of it for next week. Should we have a part two next week? Well, I got that up there, so I'm going to leave it. So what does it look like to feed yourselves on, that's what we were just talking about. What does it look like to feed yourselves on the supernatural? I think most of you know what you need to do, what God has, has shown you in, in years past, what you can do to feed yourselves. Some of you might you know, be newer to this and you might be like, yeah, I need some help. I need a little bit of advice. What can I do? You know, each one of us are wired differently. We all have different ways of, of receiving and, and learning and perceiving things. God wants to draw you into that kind of a place with him. How can you increase your experience of the supernatural in your personal life apart from corporate times of worship and prayer or worship and fellowship? So we'll end with that. Why don't we stand up? I want to ask, was anyone tonight during worship feeling like you had heat on your hands? Were you feeling any tangible sensation on, on the palms of your hands, on, on your hands. Are you nodding? You did. I, I almost, you kind of felt something too. I thought it was heat, so I just kind of, I didn't want to be weird and like, fly away, little bird. I just, you know, I just kind of was waving my hand a little bit because I, you know, the Lord often will speak to us through physical sensations. Not everyone's gonna feel God's presence in the same way. Sometimes it could feel like electricity or peace or tingling coming over your body. Sometimes it might feel like a wind whipping around you. Maybe a gentle wind, I don't know. You know it could be so many different ways. But oftentimes the hands, for some reason, God often highlights our hands. You might have shaking in your hands as one of our own had had recently. You might feel heat on your hands. So if that's you, I want you to step out. And I just wanna, I wanna bless it real quick. And then I wanna ask everyone in the room as we pray, I just wanna, I wanna activate a couple of you to um, just impart to one another the grace of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? You guys get what I'm saying? I want to make sure I'm not losing you guys. So, yeah, maybe Tammy, you come with me. And yeah. We're not going to pray for these guys long. And why don't you step out here too? We know Tammy knows how to activate this lady here. Would you come over this way? Oh wait, and you too. So we're just going to do this real quick. Why don't you guys just put your hands out? So, Father, we thank you for what you are doing during worship. We just bless the movement of your Spirit. We bless it, Lord, and we acknowledge it, and we just. We just activate it in Jesus' name. Lord, we say, let the kingdom of heaven that is at hand be released. And now we just want to pray over each person here. If you guys would just put your hands out, you can close your eyes. If you need to sit down, 
then go ahead and sit down. We're, in fact, I'm going to turn this off. We're just going to, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to just pray for you guys. Is that okay? Okay, so Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence tonight, God. We thank you for the truth and the reality that you live inside of us and you desire to move through us, that you desire to take the kingdom of heaven, the king's domain, and release it in us and through our hands, through our, our prayers and our declarations, through our faith. So tonight, God, we just want to encourage one another. We want to strengthen the body. We want to bless the church. And as we do that, God, we just say, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. In Jesus' name.